Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and I am the Clydesdale. We like to do fitness most of the time. And these are my friends, Amy and Kat. Hi. Charlie has been um, pulled away for a little bit. He's going to try to jump on during this call uh, to see if he can jump in. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. And if he can jump in, awesome. So we all did something special today. One of our past guests, Jeff Goble, uh, wonderful story, um, probably the most emotional story we've ever done on this podcast. Um, if you have not heard it, it's episode 35. It's still live on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Please go check that out. Uh, it is an amazing story. But his son passed away. That's part of his story. And there's a named workout for his son, Jake. And so we, as a group, decided to uh, all do that workout today on Jake's birthday. Yeah, it was a it was a really good workout too. I I enjoyed it. It was challenging. Really like that, yeah. Um, going going upside down after all those double unders was a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was good. And I've been in contact with Jeff most of the day, sort of giving him some updates on how things went. And and I know we posted on social media and things like that. So it was nice to hear from him today as well to know that, you know, we're thinking about him. And he, he just posted his workout of Jake as well. So that was cool. Um, nice. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a rough one for me. Um, we're going to get into this in a little bit, but I judged the rogue invitational. I wasn't allowed to say anything uh, until after the fact, and we're going to kind of debrief that and I'll give you a behind the scenes uh, view of what went on over the weekend. Uh, but I found out when I got back on Monday that I had an infection in my leg, which if you've followed us through the podcast is something that's happened to me before. Uh, so I'm on two antibiotics. It's making me feel really sick to my stomach and very flush. Uh, but I really wanted to get this in for Jeff today. And uh, I actually am starting to feel better in the legs today. Um, so the squats didn't hurt. The jump rope didn't hurt. Uh, the jump rope was terrible. I couldn't string anything together today because uh, I have no flat spot. I did it in my garage. So I had to go out to the driveway and it was on a slope. Uh, and gosh, I couldn't get anything to string together. Um, but what a great workout. I was, I mean, I was sucking air hard. Um, and I didn't go upside down. I did a plank for a minute instead of a handstand hold. 
And that after the jump rope was freaking brutal. I can't even imagine you guys going upside down. Well, I loved it because I had, um, there were several people, um, some coaches and some um, just other friends of the gym who had listened to the podcast. And when I told them, oh, I'm going to go in and do this workout before I coach. And they were like, can I come do it with you? Um, and so that was really cool that they, they joined in and, and got to do it with me. And that was really How cool. How were your dubs, Aim? Hey, they were not bad. Good. They yeah. Um, I've actually been getting better at my dubs. So that was pretty good. Good. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun one. I worked out by myself. Um, and y'all know how much I hate working out by myself. (laughs) So I had to sort of push myself, but I knew this one was too important to skip. Um, so I, so I did it anyway. And then, um, I had clients all day and we had a different workout for them just because of their ability. It's not, they don't do like CrossFit stuff, but I have two sisters that come at night and, uh, and they're real good. And so they came in and they actually said, can we do Jake instead? And I was like, absolutely. You can do Jake instead. So they did that. It was pretty cool. And it crushed them. <laughs> yeah. the, the one funny thing for me is I did it alone. My, my house is empty. Um, but as I was jump roping in the driveway, there were pe- it's a beautiful day here in Ohio. So people were like walking their dogs and coming by. And, and I'm out there. <gasps> <gasps> and they're like, uh, we're going to go faster now. <laughs> like, Do you need some assistance? What's going on? <laughs> right. I'm always afraid someone's going to call like 911 on me if they see me outside struggling too much. I'm trying to keep it inside. Mm-hmm. yeah that's funny yeah so i probably made their night at least their story at the dinner table yeah did you see that guy out there sucking wind <laughs> so that was that was my highlight of the day but i have to before we move on to crossfit and rogue and all that stuff i have to get two things um to just complain about because i haven't talked to any of my friends today one you know i'm on that keto life right now right doing a little keto well i found these delicious fat bombs, keto bombs that I've ordered from this company. I think they're out of New York. And I, I ordered again and they have these little mini cupcakes. And I thought that would be so nice to have some little mini cupcakes because I love them so much. So the order came today. I like opened the garage door. There's a box sitting right outside the garage. I'm so excited. Come in. I get the fat bombs out. I get the cupcakes. The cupcakes are packaged in like just regular uh, clear plastic like you'd get at the grocery store, you know, like little mm-hmm. pop-up thing. There are sugar ants all inside the box, all inside the cupcakes. I'm shaking cupcakes out like to try to salvage a couple, like, cause there were like one section where all the ants were and then a section where they weren't. So I took out like six, put them on a plate, threw the other six away. I put them in a Tupperware container. I didn't, didn't see any ants, right? Nothing. And I'm like, let me just, you know, <laughs> I'm desperate. <laughs> I love cupcakes. <laughs> and, uh, I let them sit for about an hour. I opened it up and damn it, if there weren't like 50 ants in there, they were like inside the cupcake, like burrowing little homes. Did you take pictures? I took a video and I sent it to them because I'm sure, you know, they're going to give me my money back or whatever. And they were, they were expensive. They were like $36 for, you know, a dozen little mini cupcakes. So anyway. You must happened. really love cupcakes. I mean, sugary <laughs> snacks and me, it just, it's a bad idea. And you know what? I always get off track with my, you know, food choices when I start trying to get cute with like the treats, you know, and it, like, oh, I made these keto cookies and I made these keto brownies. It's like, just eat the meat, the cheese, you know, yeah. the protein, whatever. Anytime I try to get cute, I always, you know, usually fall off. So that was problem number one. Problem number two, um, I'm home alone in the shower, getting ready for tonight recording, you know, because it's quarantine life still, maybe showering every three days or something like that. 
washing the hair, rinse the hair, get completely soaked up, right? Ready to go. The water shuts off. Stop it. No, I'm not kidding. Like literally I put the bar of soap down and I'm about to like shave a leg or something. I don't know. No water. Like you've got to be kidding me. And I'm home by myself alone. Now, right before I got in the shower, I was on the phone and my husband and daughter were leaving the house and my husband said something to me. I have no idea what he said, but he could have said, I'm shutting the water off for whatever reason, because we're always doing a project or something. So I call, did you shut the water off? Uh, no, I didn't shut the water off. I'm like, so like $187 later, the guy comes out, we have no water. We need a new well pump. We need a new well wire. I don't know, $3,600 worth of repairs. Meanwhile, I had to dry myself off soapy with a towel. So now I'm like super extra clean, but I have this like film of soap all over me. That was my evening. Did you rinse your hair yet? Was your hair rinsed? Luckily, yes, my hair had been rinsed. And what was so weird was when I was in the shower, I thought to myself, as I'm about to rinse my hair, I'm like, do I want to leave this shampoo in a little longer or do I want to just rinse it out now? And I'm like, I'll rinse it out now. And I did. And literally within like five seconds, the water went out. So I'm having a hell of a Wednesday. How long are you without water? Um, they're coming back tomorrow morning. So I don't have water right now. Ouch. <laughs> My neighbor just got her like well replaced a couple weeks ago and we were chatting and I said, God, it's been like 17 years. We haven't had anything to do with our well. <laughs> You know, of course. Totally jinxed it. Uh, Kat, it's 2020. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, what else would you expect? What else? I mean, my my cupcakes, well, it's 2020. It could have been the sugar no ants coming out the shower head. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'll be next. Oh, true. Very true. Anyway, so we can move on now. I just wanted to get those two things off my chest. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm You're sorry. welcome. Rough, your rough afternoon, evening. I'll keep you posted on how the customer service is from delicious. Yeah. Well, I wanted to start today with um, some good news, some great news. Uh, we had an awesome competition to watch over the weekend. Um, what Rogue pulled off, second to none. Uh, Arm and Hammer actually did a, a podcast on how it is really the first of its kind to have, um, you know, 40 camera setups around the world, uh, including hosts and, and all of that, and to stream it all together and make it look like one synchronized, other than Noah not starting on time for event one, a very synchronized um, event. What they pulled off was amazing. I mean, I can't imagine the behind the scenes prep work and that work. And I know many things probably went wrong that we had no idea about and they pulled it off. And, and to program workouts in a 12 by 10 box and make them interesting and fun to watch. Amazing. Like it just was. So kudos to Chris Spieler and Josh Bridges for programming the six events. Um, I just, I'm just dumbfounded at how well it came off. Yeah. What? And you, and you had a different perspective, obviously, cause you were sort of in the mix of it and probably didn't have a chance to 
really be as impressed as we were while it was happening, right? Because we were just watching it as, as spectators. And it was, it reminded me of, you know, games weekend when you're at home and you're just sitting in front of the TV watching, you know, your favorite athletes throw down. It was really, really well done. Yeah, I did really have a unique perspective. Um, the nice thing was the men went second on Saturday. So we got to tune into the women just to kind of see what it looked like before we got started. Uh, but the rule was 10 minutes prior to your heat at your um, facility, you had to shut down all media mm -hmm. just to ensure you had the right bandwidth um, to make sure that the feed was going to be in good, good shape. Um, plus, so I guess we'll start getting into some of the behind the scenes. So there are two cameras set up at every location. Um, there was um, a GoPro for the judges that went back to the head judge. And that GoPro is hooked up to the internet. It is hooked up to your phone, which must hook up to the internet. So I ran the GoPro with my phone and I could send like screenshots to the judges prior for them to approve like its location and all of that kind of stuff. And then the actual main camera that you guys saw on TV was the athlete's phone. Wow. Wow. Who was in your ear? Was it Drake or um, Rob or was it? So let me, let me just finish that real quick. So okay. there's an app now that you can put on your phone that makes it controllable from an offsite location. And it's like a TV camera. So like a producer in a truck can then move the, 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 phone camera to get things in place. So we had both Drake and Rob, Rob in our ear, plus every other judge. It was an open oh. judge channel. That's kind wow. of. And, and, and were, they, were they saying things like, hey, watch Johnny's squat depth or hey, that didn't look like. So we had to take our earpiece out for the event. Two minutes prior to the oh. event, we took the earpiece out, um, except for the snatch event, because they were worried that we would not be able to keep up with what round they were on mm -hmm. in the death by. And this clean event, we had to keep it in, and they would announce what the plates needed to be on the bar for every athlete. Got it. So you weren't getting like live judging criticisms in your ear so, as that was happening. So the process was 15 minutes prior to the heat, you and the athlete would go out to the box and you would do practice reps and you would no rep or good rep them. And then the head judge is telling you, yep, you're on it. Nope. That's not right. It needs to be. So all of that was kind of discussed with the athlete and the head judge 15 minutes prior to the event which was awesome because um, you work out a lot of the kinks that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was, I was super lucky. You know, Saxon Panchuk is not a bad mover. He is going to do full reps. It's almost like a badge of honor for his family that they are known for doing good reps um, and they don't want to, they don't want to cut it short. Which honestly is what it should be for everybody, but Yes. I got yeah. It. And I didn't, I didn't see anything really questionable, you know, when I was, and I'm watching with that judge's eye kind of like, Hmm, you know, those, I didn't really see anything that 
that gave me pause. The only thing that, that looking like when I went back and watched some of it is on the D ball cleans, the scoop from the floor was illegal. Mm. You were to keep your arm straight until the hands hit the knee. Mm. Yeah, and I, I did and see some scoopage. <laughs> I only, the only thing that I saw was Jacob Hepner on his overhead squats. He looked like he wasn't sort of fully extending his hips, but it was definitely the angle because then I saw like his video that he showed like of his own YouTube channel. And plus I knew Diana, his judge who knows what she's looking for, right. you know, and, and I figured it was just my angle, but it's interesting how that, you know, when you're he looking also, in that. He also has a very large butt. Yeah. Well, that's it. He kind of looked right. like he wasn't really extending. I may or may not know something about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get that a lot too with my overhead squats. Like people think I'm shorting them, but I'm actually not. <laughs> So do you guys have any other questions? We actually, um, one of our loyal listeners, Diane Stone, sent me a list of questions she had while watching it. Oh, cool. Um, so I want to open it up to you guys first, and then I'll answer her questions before we move on. Do you guys have any other behind-the-scenes questions? Yeah. So, okay. So you had the one judge there, and then who else, who else was kind of the behind-the-scenes people? So there was only two behind the scenes people. Okay. It was the judge and each athlete had to identify an operations manager. Okay. And what were they responsible for? So they were doing the clicker while the event was going on to do the, the cap on the screen where you saw the rep counts. Mm -hmm. So they're hitting a clicker on a laptop to count up the reps. Mm -hmm. um, they were That's also in, in charge of setting up the equipment. So every event had a map of how the equipment had to be set up in the box so that it was visible on the television camera. Uh, it had to be set up exactly that way. Uh, you would set it up like 30 minutes prior and they would be in your ear going, move the chalk bucket three feet to the left. Nice. What, um, do we know why Noah did the first event at his house and then everything else at Peak Fitness? I do not know that one. Okay. I know a couple, like Brooke Wells moved after event one. Um, mm -hmm. I know Noah moved. Um, a couple other athletes moved. I don't know why, though. Do I'll we have know, to ask my friends. Do we know why Noah changed his um, outfit so many times? Because <laughs> uh, Noah likes to be Noah. <laughs> I'll save that when we interview him and I'll ask him directly. Yep. Um. The other, the other cool thing was, um, you know, Kat, you and I have judged other events, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not really hanging out with the athlete. Right. There's a clear separation. Um, judges are actually like in, a, in an area that's all kind of closed in. Nobody knows where they're at. Uh, and, the and the athletes are the same way. So the only time you see each other is on the floor. This one, you're working with the athlete all weekend. And so when an event would be done, they would jump on YouTube to then rewind it and kind of watch and analyze themselves. And uh, like the funny part was the, the chipper where it finishes with the row. Saxon was ahead of Vellner by like, I know at the 20, 20 cal mark, he was five seconds ahead of Vellner. And he lost to Vellner and he could not believe that that was even possible. 
<laughs> and then he, he was texting Valner to see what wattage were you pulling at mm-hmm. compared to what, I mean, it was just a really interesting dynamic um, who they were communicating with uh, and, and kind of analyzing their own stuff. Who and else making, was allowed to be there watching, Scott? Who else was allowed to be there watching? Is that what you yeah. said? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no restriction on who could be there watching. They just could not make any sounds. Um, and so there was, there was at one time maybe 20 people watching mm-hmm. Saxon. Okay. Uh, they had lawn chairs set up like behind the television camera. Uh, but they were all saying like, it felt so weird. We couldn't say anything. And yeah, no. Did they, um, did he say anything about like being working out with no music or anything? Or was there any comments about that? So he said he like blocks out the music anyway. The only bad part was that he could hear himself breathe. And as a judge, like I'm not used to hearing the athlete breathe. Like it was weird for me especially on event one, the, the weird Fran with the burpee pull-ups and the, thrust, the thrusters, he was breathing hard. And I'm not used to being able to hear that from an elite athlete. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was interesting. Such a cool opportunity. So jealous. The, the, the best part for me is I didn't have to yell out rep numbers. Yeah. You know, it was pretty easy just to say them and. Yeah, you didn't lose your voice. Like right. I've done in all other competitions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'll hit a couple of these ones from Diane. And um, she asked about the equipment. Um, all that equipment that was sent by Rogue to the athletes. Uh, she asked, do, did the athletes have to pay for that? Um, do they have to send it back? And actually what happened was Rogue gave that equipment to the athletes. They did not tell them until the event was over, but once it was over, um, they told them all that equipment is yours. Awesome. You get to keep it. Uh, one of the funny things that you probably didn't know is they actually sent them like a strongman piece of equipment, these rings that like clip onto something, uh, just as a joke to see if they'd try to prepare for it <laughs> before the events were announced. Love it. And Saxon told me he like, he hooked them to dumbbells. He hooked them to uh, barbells to try to see what they were going to do with them. Um, and then they didn't end up using them at all. That's awesome. Uh, what well, the next one she said were the volunteers hired. And so mm-hmm. the volunteers are never hired. <laughs> um, uh, every event that I've ever judged at or done security for, uh, it is a full volunteer you get a t-shirt, maybe a pair of shoes, uh, maybe some other little swag. Uh, but this, what I will say about Rogue is they paid for the travel to get to the athlete. And that has never happened for me at any other event. Um, and it was awesome. Uh, Rogue is a total first-class outfit uh, to pay for our hotel, uh, our meals, and the travel to get there. That was just really cool. They take care of their volunteers. Yeah. As we can all attest to, because we didn't even get to volunteer and we still got a pair of shoes. Right. Yeah. Right. So that was pretty cool. Um, Diane asked about no music. Were they not allowed? And they were not allowed to, to listen to music. I know some athletes put in head, head earbuds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we asked Saxon if he wanted to do that and he kind of waffled a little bit, but then thought, no, I just, this is part of the experience and part of the, the test. And he wanted to see what he could do with it. I love him. Um, <laughs> and so the reason no noise is because that when the camera was open, it is, it's open sound and they didn't want anything that was going to mute out the, the announcers. Hmm. Okay, so the announcers, let's talk about our buddy, Coach Bergner, during the Snatch event. Was he not frozen? It's frozen. I can see it. It's frozen. I love him. I want him to adopt me. How can I get to send him pictures of my Snatch? Oh, oh, video. (laughs) Leave that. Leave that in there. (laughs) That's too good. Oh, my God. You know what I meant. (laughs) A video if you'd prefer. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Moving on. The one thing we know about coach, coach B is that he is going to be honest. Yep. I love it. And so that's one of the cool things. Saxon wanted to hear what coach B said about, um, about his clean and jerk. And so as soon as he was done, like we're rewinding to find out what coach B said. That's awesome. Um, and so that was pretty cool too. And, um, I, I did love the line that, that that Cara Saunders, I want to adopt her and her kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. He's yeah, great. he was cracking up. I can't see it, and every time he would see, well, him. he'd ask, yeah, he'd ask them to replay it, and they'd replay it, and he's like, "Well, my screen's frozen, yeah. so I can't see it." <laughs> it, was, it was super entertaining, though, with that part. He's great. Yeah. Hey, wait. Um, one question too about this. So it seemed like some athletes were a little bit delayed on their time. Did everybody kind of, did the head judge like do the start time or was it just bandwidth? Like, do you know anything about it? So there was, there's an application called time.is on a, you, on a laptop, it's a website Mm -hmm. and you can set it to any city in the world. And so they had every athlete was supposed to have that up set to Columbus time. Pretty cool since we live in Columbus, but, um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, everybody had it set to Columbus and that, and then the schedule was based on those times. So they, and they would say like, again, we had to take our earpiece out two minutes prior to every event. So it was just going off that clock. If for some reason that clock got off, they were, they might've been off. That's, con- I mean, I guess like, cause I was looking at Christy Yermo, she's in Columbus and there was an event where her timing was off. So, or well, she delayed start, which would be weird. I, I kind of know what happened there, but I'm not sure I should say. Okay. Well, you'll tell us later. <laughs> um, what, do we, what was the NDA for anyway, just to like, what purpose did that serve? We, we, they, I don't think they wanted people to know who the judges were prior to. And two, we knew the events before the athletes did. Okay. So not to release any of that information. Yeah. yeah. So the next question from Diane is about the dimensions of the box. Did the equipment have to be set up a certain way? And I think we covered that with, there was a map where everything had to be, and they double checked all of that. Um, the next one you guys already asked as well. She asked about Tia and um, Haley. Were they both at Mayhem? And actually, neither of them were at Mayhem. 
Yeah, Haley uh, was at the barn, right? Haley was at the barn, and and Tia was at uh, CrossFit Calf Killer. Calf Killer with, CrossFit, yeah. Yeah, which is now cro- Calf Killer Athletics and whatever, because they dropped the CrossFit affiliation. Um, but I actually watched Tia's at review afterwards today, and the reason she they did that is that Mayhem was hosting a level one this weekend. And therefore, they couldn't do the workouts during the level one. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, that is interesting. Yes. We'll review that later. Okay. Um, and then her last question was, any ban on CrossFit being advertised on the walls? And there was no ban. And I think you could see in some of the videos that, that the CrossFit. Because I know yeah. he was working out at home. Cause I watch, I mean, I follow him on Instagram and he had a new sign then hanging Derby city CrossFit. Right. That's not normally there. Yeah. So all in all, it was probably the most fun weekend I've, I've ever had judging. Um, Rogue is a first class outfit. The, the only annoying thing was having the earpiece in all day. The only time you got to take it out was for a, an event, but, they needed to get a hold of you at any given time. So we couldn't even leave the facility in case they needed something. So when you, we had to be there at like 8 a.m. And we were there till probably 5 p.m. every day or those two days and Friday night just to do some walkthroughs and stuff like that. But Was Saxon's dog there? His two dogs were there. Oh, nice. I don't know if they're both his. There, there, there are two gym dogs. I'll say that. Okay. Cool. Any other That's questions? Awesome. No, I feel like we have a lot of other stuff to talk about. So. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> Let's rip the Let's do it. All right. So that was the fun stuff, the great stuff, the stuff we love to talk about. And now's the stuff we have to talk about. So it's a new week. We haven't spoke since last, I think it was Thursday night. We talked after the affiliate call. Um, and so much has happened since last Thursday. So let's start with Friday. The Andy Stump podcast was released Friday morning with a big nuclear bombshell. Mm-hmm. He was very well spoken on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And he minced no words at the end. If they were going to come after him with litigation, he was going to use my favorite line and burn the house down. Mm -hmm. But I liked how he, he opened it up and said, let's have a conversation. Let's do it. Bring your recording device all, you know. And he wants to have, he wants a platform for those that were impacted by the actions to be able to speak in a safe place. And I appreciate that he did not speak for them in that sense, that he did not name their names. And so we're kind of talking around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that Andy Stump for a while was Greg Glassman's pilot. In addition to, he worked out the Reebok contract um, and some other things that he, he was a big player at HQ for a long time. He will, he says he was not a big player, but he was around all the big stuff. Was he on seminar staff too? 
Yes. I thought so. Okay. So he made some statements that said there were some, definitely some sexist sexual harassment type behavior among Glassman and other women at HQ. Correct. Including booking hotel rooms and mistakenly not booking the second room. Um, that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a very, very, I, I don't even know how to, he had a discussion with a woman whose husband was deployed. Or partner, we don't know. Yeah. Or partner, correct. That um, was deployed and made the statement that he wished they could do a hero wad for that individual very soon right meaning that he hopes he doesn't return Mm -hmm. opening the door for him and her which just makes me want to throw up so that's how our friday started then that evening though i think it was that evening I think so. That Ben Bergeron did a live Instagram answering questions. He, he referenced that several times and he encouraged people to go out and listen to that podcast as did several of his athletes. Um, but he also did some kind of question and answer and people asking kind of his opinion and, and what about it. Um, I thought he was I liked what he said mostly. I thought he was a little bit contradictive about how he was saying that people should pause, wait, slow down, you know, that changes, you know, seem to be coming. But then somebody said, well, then why did you immediately do it? So I think, I think what he's saying is everybody's reacting immediately, right? And they've made a change. We don't know what the extent of that change is because it could take a couple weeks right. for other shoes to drop. And I think he was just saying, until we see what those other pieces are, let's just take a breath. Right. Which I agree with. It, but I still think it's contradictory to, to his actions, which, but he then comes back and says, well, they, that these things don't uphold with my values. So he deaffiliated. Well, the process of deaffiliating is kind of up in the air. People don't really know what that even means. Right now it's a statement. Right. Because I think at this point, you just have to let it expire. Mm-hmm. No, there's it, Nobody has found a paper that you can sign to deaffiliate. Right. Yeah, your deaffiliation is not writing a check for the $3,000 or whatever. The one, right. the one piece we kind of missed that happened right after we recorded last Thursday was that Dave Castro posted on Twitter, maybe Instagram too, that he had a call with uh, the athletes of the 2020 CrossFit Games. And it went very well. And this would be his last year programming. And next year, Rich Froning, question mark, programming. Um, Idea about. Right, which Rich had no idea about. And if you watch the Buttery Bros episode this week, Jacob Hepner never even got a call to be on that Zoom call. And I have heard from other sources that he was not the only one left off that call. Hmm. And that those on the call were not necessarily in agreement that it went well. 
So that, that puts me in a very untrusting position with Dave Castro when he makes a post like that. And then the buttery bros are with Jacob Hepner when he finds out a call happened and he wasn't included. It's on film. It's on, you can see it. And Rich Froning comes out and says, nobody's talked to me with anything and they've got bigger fish to fry than me programming the games. So for him to make that statement as his first statement as CEO, big F. Yeah, I mean, I initially, I, I, I sort of chalked it up to, well, I guess the games thing is really low-hanging fruit for him and probably something that he needs to get out of the way quickly before he can tackle some bigger issues and that the games is coming, you know, fast and furious. And, and as we know today, it's delayed, right? Y'all saw that announcement that, you know, it, it's now going to be well, let's maybe August 17th there. or later. What's up? Let's kind of jump there since we, we've, okay. we've started down that road. It's going to be delayed till at least the 17th of August. But we have 13 athletes that have come out publicly and said that they are out of the games. Unless changes are made, right? Unless Greg, Greg is gone. Or Unless changes are made with CrossFit is what they said. Right. Yeah. Some of them were a little more definitive than even that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 13 out of 40 ish so maybe 50 something but that that's a pretty big number and even jacob hepner and the butter bro said i'm just not rushing to that statement till i know more if things don't change i'm out and he gave the games being put on at a 30 to to 70 percent 30 yes 70 no Here's why I think Dave is commenting on the games right now. I think that 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 talking about the games or talking about the possibility of that might give people hope. Might give people like, hey, hey, there's some stuff going on, but look, we still got this. We're gonna get this worked out. You know, this is coming up soon. Let's get some people excited about this. Let's give some hope. You know, then we'll kind of clean up this mess over here. But let's get to this first. I think that might be where his angle is. He's trying to acknowledge that right now because that's that's a date pending. But I think that the issues at hand are too big to try to put a bandaid on. And that's what CrossFit has done in the past. Let's bandaid it. Let's bandaid it. Let's bandaid it until it blows up. And it, that's showing no change in a direction that there needs to be change. The other thing is you, you make a, and I think Kat used a term, a stunt of some sort in a Twitter post to try to get Rich Froning involved and you haven't even talked to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you, you say you had an, a Zoom call with all the athletes and now it's coming out that, that not all the athletes were invited. So yeah, you're talking about the games. I think I could have forgiven it if it was actually factual what he said but it wasn't even factual. And that's your first statement that came out as CEO. Let me ask you one thing. What is the one thing I always say about communication, Scott? That we need more of it. That in times of conflict. Increase communication. So 
that's what needs to happen here, right? Right. So since all this has gone down, the CEO that has just taken over has made a statement about the games that was not factual, has posted um, a couple pictures about going out into the community and supporting the community. And then today we get a couple things. We get the, the delay of the games and we get the affiliate districting, which the affiliate district districting thing is probably the first piece that makes sense in moving forward. Nope. The, nobody has disputed that the community is a good thing, right? Even in the affiliate calls are going, the community is great. The community is what we love. The community is what we want to keep. But there are these other things that have to happen and they're not addressing any of that. Even if he came out to say, this is going to take us a couple weeks to put together a plan. Please be patient with us and then go radio silent for a couple days while you're putting that together. Yeah. But Don't agree. put out I, I, stupid yeah. stuff. But didn't he, didn't he say that in another one? I don't think he ever did. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to review. I think, um, I think he needs to come out with, and, and this email about the affiliate represent representatives is a great start. I think, I think what he needs to be a little more transparent about what's on the table in terms of, you know, what's on the drawing board. Like even if it's half baked or whatever, I think it would just make affiliate owners feel better to say like, Hey guys, met with my team. We're working on X, Y, and Z, you know, in the next 30 days, we hope to get half of this created and we're going to vet this out a little bit more and just like high level detail stuff just to make everybody sort of feel a little more confident that, you know, things are going in the right direction versus zero communication. I'm going to say this again. I, the, I want him to succeed. Yeah. I want 100%. it to work. I want this to be saved. I don't want CrossFit to go away. I'm just frustrated that his first remarks are not factual about the athletes of the games. Then he, he put out like Sunday night, I was all excited. Dave Castro goes live. So I hurried up and got on Instagram. What's he going to, he was working out in his garage talking about the workout he just did. Yeah. Okay. He did five days ago. Remember that letter where he sent out to the affiliate owners? And he said that I'm here to serve and help the community get back on its feet. This is a healing process that needs to play, take place. Number one, HQ needs to change internally and externally, the way we treat each other. Two, executive leadership needs to earn the trust of employees in the community. Three, affiliates and staff must be respected and, and um, heard. Um, and talks about, I know some of you have reservations. We're working on a plan. We're listening. We're taking action working on a plan, but give us an idea, like okay, give us something yourself. You, you just contradicted yourself because you said, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to <laughs> argue with it, but you said that tell us something and then go radio silent. Yeah. I, I like think, telling us yeah, something. I think, I think that message was super vague though. I mean, anyone could have, I mean, he didn't say anything that anyone didn't already know. I think it would have been better even just to say like, Hey, we're working on some kind of a 
representative type, you know, organization for affiliates to help reach out to the community and, you know, create some. Or I'm bringing in a diverse group of people to figure out what we need to do. Even anything like that that talks about diversity, that talks about things that will actually change. Yeah, he talked about like what the result has to be, but he didn't talk at, at all about sort of tactics on how to get there. And I think that's the piece that people want to hear and see because no duh, we know what the end result needs to be, right? I think we've all sort of debated that ad nauseum amongst everybody. But it's more of like, what are you doing now to get us there? But to me, I guess the first step though too is also in making acknowledgements to the community. And I feel like that's step one. Yeah. Step one is I'm acknowledging this. These things need to happen. And now yeah. our next step, what we're wanting and needing is, all right, tell us some course of action. Tell us some plan. Yeah, but even if he had just said, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Amy, I think you're right. Even if the end of that was like, we intend to get back to you in 15 days, with a preliminary plan, like just give us something like what's next instead of just like ending it and being like, okay, yeah, that's great. Like what's next? Mm-hmm. I think, I think that would go a long way. Because the history has been you know, like in 18, we're switching our focus to health. We're doing this with the games, blah, blah, blah. And then it was eight, nine months before we ever got anything that resembled a plan. Right. A and book. I think that's where affiliates are frustrated. Decisions were made on a dime and then no direction was given for up to a year. Yeah. I think we're all saying the same thing too. It's just, we want different degrees of it. I think I'm just, I'm just frustrated because, you know, I've been around, I've been around some affiliate owners in the last couple of days and their frustration Because they, it's so hard because what CrossFit has done in people's lives is so amazing. Mm-hmm. But there's a, this thing that just that cannot be tolerated anymore. And there's this inner conflict that they're all struggling with. And if you watch the Buttery Bros with Jacob, they have Cobra Command's owner on there. And she is just devastated. Mm-hmm. Like there's just this inner struggle and she hasn't made a decision to, to de-affiliate or anything like that. Um, but this, this struggle of what do we do? We have this community of people that we want to be able to support and we've done it for so many years with CrossFit. Now what? And you look at, you look at like the legends like Julie Fouché waking up this morning on her, on her CrossFit anniversary and being upset and having to like then go back and remember that it did all this in my life and I can't forget that. Mm-hmm. But her initial reaction was just anger. I think yeah. there's certainly so much that we don't know about this and, and I'm trying to keep an open mind as far as I certainly don't tolerate um, the actions that were said um, by Greg Glass and I certainly don't tolerate if there was um, you know, sexual harassment. I don't tolerate any kind of that behavior, but I'm not, um, I haven't made a decision on whether I think we, th- we throw away CrossFit, we de-affiliate de- or, you know, I, I, I haven't made any strong feelings about that either way. However, I do think that by people standing up and saying they were de-affiliating had to happen in order for this change to happen. 
in order for that to get noticed. You're so absolutely all these right. who are also saying that they're deaffiliating, even Ben Bergeron said, if these things happen, we'll be right, we'll be right back there. And so I have some people that I've talked to, you know, outside of this that have said, why is everybody just jumping to deaffiliate? Why are they just making that decision? I think they're gonna have buyer's remorse and, and come back. Well, I, I think it was, again, it had to happen in order for there to be a noticeable change to move forward. Right. And there, and then there have, and there have to be people that are willing to stay in and stick it out too. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause there, ha there have to be people left with inside to do that. It's unfortunate, but um, I definitely see both sides and you know, like I want to open up my CrossFit gym, <laughs> you know, that's what I want to do. And again, I, I want it, I want there to come to a, a resolution and keep CrossFit as part of everything. That's, that's what right. my dream is. I'm just frustrated at, I'm really frustrated at that first post of Dave being a ploy to get rich involved and to not give the facts and to, and in fact, lie. That yeah, he took, he took his typical playful, you know, games director persona. He was giving a clue, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's sort of what he did, um, which probably wasn't the right, you know, the best choice. So that set me off on a bad note. And then, um, and then there really hasn't been, well, yes, he did say in that letter that we are going to develop a plan. It just wasn't enough to overtake what I had just witnessed with Thursday and Friday. So I have one other food for thought that I know I texted you guys, which I think is also interesting. It, and then it was in Morning Chalk Up and it was somebody talking about the affili affiliates and deaffiliating. And they said, continuing to do CrossFit in your gym and not call it CrossFit, there's no noble act in that. Meaning- and, But that is coming from seminar staff. Okay. Whose jobs depend on CrossFit. But, but, but just thinking about the statement though. So I'm gonna take everything that I've learned about CrossFit, I'm gonna still apply it, but I'm just not gonna call that, I'm not gonna give it the credit because of that statement. Yeah, I think, I think you, for that, you have to sort of figure out what you feel like the licensing fee gets you, mm -hmm. right? If the licensing fee just gives you the name, the name, right? To be able to call your gym a CrossFit gym and to be able to call your classes CrossFit classes. Mm -hmm. um, some people would argue that that affiliation also gives you access to the methodology. However, Greg Glassman put that methodology on the internet for free open source, right? So who's to say anyone can't use that methodology and call it whatever they want, right? Well, um, and let's examine the word affiliate. You're, you're not a franchise. You're, you're not a part of CrossFit. You just get to say you're affiliated with. It's, so it's, it's back to Greg's um, liberty, liberate, I can never say that word. Libertarian. Yeah. Mm -hmm libertarianness libertarianism it, yeah <laughs> so it goes back to that where you know open market open society and it's and it in fact is coming around to kind of bite them yeah which i have to say this is the other thought and i would gladly say this to greg glassman if i ever had the chance is that he's so anti-government that's what you know part of his his political beliefs he's been very open about that 
However, it also seems, according to all these resources, that he's run very much like a dictatorship. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, he he likes yeah, yeah, he's the king of CrossFit. So yeah, so there we are. Yeah. And I mean, you know, from my perspective, like, you know, I've been running my garage gym for two years without the CrossFit name, but I've pretty much been doing CrossFit. I mean, I'm a CrossFit coach. That's the methodology that I use to get people fit. Um, and the only reason I didn't affiliate sooner is because I just couldn't afford the money. You know, I don't, I don't make enough money <laughs> training three people a day, you know, three hours a day to, to afford that money. But, um, you know, I knew and, and, in my heart and in my mind, I knew that as soon as I got to that point where I was at critical mass, I was a hundred percent going to affiliate because that's what I've been doing this whole time anyway. So it's, it's hard for me to talk and it's, it's easier for to go from not being affiliated, growing your business, doing the methodology and then affiliating versus yeah. affiliating, having this big business, doing the methodology and then not affiliate, you know, de-affiliate. There's, yeah. there's a different dynamic there. I get it. And I think, I mean, I will stand behind this bar none that the, the training from CrossFit that we get as, as amazing. Better I, than anything that's out there. Yeah, I don't think that you can compare the training nope. um, certifications. Yeah. And even Bergeron said that in his IG, like if you're signed up to get a level one or level two, people are still going to look at that as something of substance. Now, what that means in the future, I don't know. Because you know there's going to, if, if things go downhill, there is going to be someone else that develops a training program. So right. it's, well, it's going to be a cohort of, of people that probably left CrossFit training. You know what I would love to go back and digest now with all this change? Is Jeff and Mickey Martin. Mm, yeah. Brand X CrossFit. Yeah. Brand X method. Sorry. Yeah. Specifically not CrossFit because clearly there was some breakdown there with CrossFit kids, you know? Yeah. So a lot of, lot of bad blood, a lot of bad blood. I I'm, you know, I'm hopeful that this is going to come around and, and so. you know, and I want to, I want to be part of the solution. I really do. I want to, I want to help. Well, speaking of which, before we move on, uh, our awesome co-host Kat has applied oh, yeah. to be a district affiliate representative. Is that what they're called? Yeah. So, yeah I mean, I, so I, what I did was I reached out to Dave last week, actually. Um, this is before I had heard that they had named some kind of affiliate liaison in Australia. Um, and so I sort of saw this coming and just thought I would get ahead of it. Go ahead. What was it con? No, it wasn't. Con. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was somebody in Australia that, that was in our affiliate group talking about, you know, how he's now part of HQ and, and doing this role. So I jumped on board and I sent something to Dave immediately and I sent him, you know, my corporate resume and my CrossFit resume because, and the fact that I'm, you know, a woman and I'm a new affiliate owner, I'm not like some OG 10 year, you know, deep in the culture affiliate owner. Um, you know, you, we all know I love to communicate. <laughs> That's like what I do best. Um, and so, yeah. Um, and I, I 
you know, I did hear back from Dave before this announcement went out that they're actually like recruiting for these positions now. Um, come to find out that my district would be Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. So that's a pretty big chunk. Um, you know, so I don't know who they're going to choose. And, and they might choose more than one person because the email we got said that Northern California was being represented by two guys. So, you know, mm -hmm. it might be, it might be even more than one person, but stay tuned for that. Cause I mean, that would be awesome. I would love to do that. But if you That'd want to right support Cat, too. if you want to support Cat, they're taking nominations. Yeah, they sure are. Cat so, for PA, Delaware, New Jersey, uh, Maryland, and Virginia. And that so email send, send address that email is affiliate reps at crossfit.com. We'll put the link down below. Yeah. Okay. Link. Yep. And down below. <laughs> yeah, cool. Definitely all right. Fun. Yeah, we will put that down there because we're all going to send in our emails. And if you guys want to do the same, Kat would be an awesome representative. She has a lot of good, fresh ideas. Yeah. Do you guys want to move on to something more fun? Yeah. Yes, please. So I know you put out a request for listener questions. Yeah. Did you get any? I got one about the handsome host. Well. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, yes, I did get questions. Um, and I will tell you, they all were around this affiliate stuff, you know, and sort of what are our thoughts and do we, do we have any, you know, insider information, things like that. There have been, there are local affiliate owners that have reached out to me um, personally to ask, um, you know, do I, what kind of connections do I have with HQ and, and how can they help and, you know, that they want to be a part of the solution and everything else. So, um, Nothing wacky and crazy this time around, but um, there are definitely a lot of people that, you know, that want to be a part of the solution. So we're, we will all on our Instagram start posting poll questions uh, yeah. right before we do these so that we can get some listener questions. Because um, we're going to do these roundtables every midweek now um, to, to talk about what's going on in CrossFit and, and what you guys want to hear. And they don't have to be CrossFit related because, you know, we like to have fun with other things too. For sure. And speaking of which, we're going to do like a stupid question of the week that has nothing to do with CrossFit. Awesome. And this is that time because I need something to brighten my, my time now. And we had talked a couple of weeks ago about sweet treats. And one of our co-hosts made this comment as we were going off that subject about, I do not like fruit in my ice cream. So, I'd like to talk about ice cream flavors and I want to hear more as to why, why no fruit in the ice cream. Okay. So to me, ice cream is like a decadent sort of, it's probably an off limits type thing. Like it's a, it's like a bad thing, right? It's not sometimes food. So yeah. And fruit just doesn't belong there. I don't think it's kind of like, you know, it's like I, the ice cream's trying to level up, the fruit's leveling down. Like it's not, I think, I think ice cream likes to be with its friends, chocolate and peanut butter, you know, more so than, you know, it getting along with bananas and peaches and things. While, while delicious, I just don't, it just doesn't, it's like pineapple on your pizza or something. I don't know. Oh. It, just, it doesn't, see, it just doesn't go with ice cream. Now whipped cream, I can get on the board with some fruit and some whipped cream, a little parfait, good stuff. But the ice cream, nope. 
chocolate, peanut butter, pretzels, so, caramel. Good with so that. So you twins yeah. have stated repeatedly that peanut butter and chocolate are your- 100%. Like, that is the go-to. With vanilla ice cream, yeah. <laughs> so that is really just it. Like, like Amy, you're like adamant. Is that the only ice cream you no, eat? No, no. Let's rephrase that. So I would never choose to put fresh fruit on my ice cream. Okay, let's just take that. I would never do that. I wouldn't get vanilla ice cream and put like strawberries on it. Nope. Have I had like strawberry chip ice cream and really enjoyed it? Yes. But if I'm going to go pick, if I'm going to get ice cream and I'm going to go splurge and have what I want, I'm going to pick like cookie dough or something that's vanilla and chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. Same. I have a, there's a, there's a flavor called butter brickle. And I don't know if you, are you, are you all 90? Know it. Is that, oh my God, we'll see. So when I was a kid, there was an ice cream store down the street and it was called Bresler's and they had butter brickle and it was my all time favorite. It's like a vanilla base um, with like toffee chips in it, kind of. I don't know, hard to describe, but yeah, I guess it's like a mum um ice cream. And it's been my favorite ever since. Baskin Robbins has it, and there's a local dairy farm like two miles from my house that has it, and it's really, really good. That's my go-to there for sure, because that to me beats like a normal cookie dough, just because I don't like how cookie dough, it seems like those little logs of cookie dough. I don't like that Okay, seem like manu cups. When they're like manufactured, I just don't, yeah. Okay, Reese's Cups, not fast breaks, Reese's Cups in your ice cream. But yes, chopped, yeah. chopped up. Yeah. Yep. Back to peanut butter <laughs> and chocolate. Hashtag. So, so my favorite ice cream. That's Hopkins. <laughs> I like ice cream that's homemade. If, like, I don't like store-bought necessarily. And um, I, I like the fruit. I like I like black sweet cherries. Mm -hmm. I like um, I like coconut. Oh, Scott, <laughs> who are you? Like coconut and chocolate. Now that oh, like an almond, like an almond joy. Then just eat an almond joy. Why don't you just Not shave a candle, shave a candle into your ice cream <laughs> and eat it? <laughs> What? That's what coconut is. Did I dog Dave on Wex. your your <laughs> choices? No. So let's, go back, normal. so let's go back to the butter brickle and the being old <laughs> and liking that. Um are there ice cream flavors that are, are suited for older people? I had this conversation, I kid you yeah. not, like a week and a half ago. Butter like, yes. butter, butter pecan, pecan and pistachio. <laughs> Rum raisin. Rum, Rum raisin. Raisin. That black is an old cherry. person's ice cream. What did you say, Amy? <laughs> I said black cherry. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh. Yeah, butter pecan reminds me of my grandfather. He used to always eat butter pecan ice cream. Do you know what, though? I actually like it. I do, too. It's, it's very I much actually, like butter brickle. I, I actually like it, but I, I never order it because I don't want to look like I'm an 80-year-old <laughs> man. No. Might as well and see Werther's original while you're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and the rum raisin we, just, you know. Us old people call that a butterscotch. Oh. Butterscotch. <laughs> oh, speaking of butterscotch. So I've been doing, so because I'm not eating ice cream these days, but I am eating some ricotta cheese. Mm -hmm. And I will add sugar-free, fat-free butterscotch jello mix 
into my ricotta cheese. And what do you do with that ricotta? Mix it, mix it together. Yeah. And you, you eat it with a spoon. <laughs> it's so that's, good. That's complicated. <laughs> no, it's not. Two ingredients. <laughs> ricotta cheese. And then your you favorite flavor, sugar-free, fat-free pudding, pudding mix. And you eat it with a spoon. Eat it with a spoon. It's so good. <laughs> I haven't had ice cream in like three weeks, so that's my ice, ice cream substitute. And I would not be putting fruit in my ricotta cheese. Thank you right. very much. So this was a great example as to the stupid question of the week. I like it. And we will come up with those or let you guys come up with some topics uh, that we can throw in there. That's something a little more lighthearted as we're going through these tough times at CrossFit. And let's finish up with Amy's favorite segment. Oh no, we were supposed to do this? <laughs> that she, I sent you guys the agenda this morning. Oh, I didn't read all of it. You know. <laughs> favorite thing on the internet, right? Our favorite okay. thing on the internet. Okay, I'll go. Okay. okay. The Rogue Invitational. <laughs> oh, that's lame. That's all I got. So I will tell you that I recorded my first two TikTok videos today. Um, I had to have my that may be my favorite thing on the internet if I find it, if I find you so on there. I've decided that my TikTok page is all going to be dogs, all about my puppies. Okay. So I did two of the same little meme things with two of my dogs and my 17 year old son had to help me um, tremendously <laughs> to figure out how to do it. But once I got it, it's easy to do. Um, and so now you all will be having to suffer through all of my dog yeah. meme TikTok videos going forward. And I am at Kathy Cakes, just like my Instagram handle. I support this fully. Yep. Dogs, dogs and rope climbs. That's all we're doing. Are you sticking to the Rogue Invitational? Uh, I'll continue to think about this while you go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to um, – I actually have a couple. So awesome. uh, my first one is the Buttery Bros back on the road, out of quarantine. Love the Buttery Bros, but quarantine was a little rough. Uh, but now that they're back on the road in the butter truck, traveling across the country, it is magical. Uh, and what's been great is they went to Denver first and while they were on their way to Denver, they're getting the news of what's going on at HQ. And so you kind of get to see it unravel for them and their thoughts on it live as it's happening. And I don't want to bring you down because it still has the same buttery magic of Mars house in a pancake and the, the litter box happening and them doing a workout and getting whooped. Right. And he were going, hi, honey. Yes. <laughs> That's my favorite part. And then the latest episode is Jacob Hepner at his house in Kansas. One of the best episodes in a very, very long time. The highlight is he takes them um, uh, to learn how to shoot bow and arrow. And Heber draws back the bow. And he, he's flicking his hair to get it out of the way. And as he's flicking his hair, he hits the trigger on the bow. And the <laughs> arrow launches into the air. And Hepner goes, are we storming the castle? 
Oh, I have to see that one. I haven't seen that one yet. That was recorded before the Rogue Invitational, I take it? It was like right before, like right Friday. Before. Okay. Um, and then uh, Kelly, Jacob's wife, feeds them all weekend. And Marston says, it's like feeding the Hepners. We need to start <laughs> a feeding the Hepners. And she goes, no, 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 no. I already have a name. Hungry, hug, hungry, hungry Hepner. No, uh, oh, I love it. That makes sense. <laughs> so that's great. Um, the other thing is Jacob Hepner trash talking after every event of the Rogue Invitational on that's Instagram was pure magic. It was awesome. And the dried mangoes, if you were a judge at any event in CrossFit's life, that's all you get to eat backstage. <laughs> so him opening up a big bag of, um, Amy just went dark. I know, sorry. Uh, opening up the mangoes and chomping on them was awesome. And then my last thing was Burgunder, which we talked about earlier. Oh, he was so great. Mike B, if you have not watched the Clean and Jerk ladder, and just just to listen to Burgunder talk. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't say this, but um, Sean and Chase did a great job calling the action this weekend, too, for Rogue, of course. I mean, they always do a nice job, but they were good. And then Annie did some commentary. Um, who else? Margot did guest? some interviews. Oh, Margot did some interviews afterwards. Yeah. Um, and Margot's going to be on the Titan Games this Monday. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Former guest of our show. Former yes. guest. Okay, I do have mine. I sent it to you today. It was a meme. This is what it says. When you have to wear gloves in order to get into the gym after you've been making fun of everyone who wears gloves to the gym for years. <laughs> That's what we affectionately call the bitch mitten. Because I will comment on that every time when he was posting all the time, but Mark Wahlberg will constantly wears like baseball gloves when he's working out. And I just always kind of joke about it and I call them bitch mittens. And so when I saw that today, I laughed and I was like, that would happen to me that I, that would happen. That's funny. What's, um, what is the state of your gym now with, uh, with COVID and phases and things? We haven't had an update on that in a bit. Yeah. I mean, so we're open. I mean, we have, um, we, people have to reserve classes ahead of time, but we have enough space to have 18 athletes. Oh, nice. um, in our space. And so um, we have just recently opened up some more open gym times um, that people can come to. And then we have this awesome pit outside that oftentimes coaches will work out there in the middle of the, or instead of taking up a class time space so that athletes mm -hmm. have that first. But um, I told the Panchek brothers about the pit. Yeah. They want to come work out in the pit. They think cool. that's the coolest name. It is the shred pit. Not this kind of pit. But. <laughs> the other thing that they've opened up, Kat, is if you are quarantined with somebody, oh. mm -hmm. you can work out in the same space as that person to give another space to somebody else. Oh, like if, you have, if you're in the same household. Yeah, so right. like if Scott and I wanted to use the same pull-up bar. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I guess that's all we got. All we got. That was an hour and 15 minutes worth of stuff. <laughs> well, if you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. We keep growing in subscribers every week. Uh, and we love our fans. Uh, leave a comment, uh, leave suggestions as to what you want to hear next week on our little round table. Um, we're also going to try to bring in maybe some special guests to join us uh, on the round table every once in a while, just to get some different opinions. 
and uh, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. And I believe by special guest, you mean Charlie Odie. <laughs> yes. Charlie's always special. Yes. And we always love having him. We do. Uh, but like we had Patrick uh, last week. Uh, I may try to bring some people in from the morning chalk up or just some people from around the world. Um, maybe I'll release some of that next week as to what I've been talking to some people about. But, um, but this time we're going to keep that to us. And we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.